Section 14 of the Book of Divine Consolation of the Blessed Angela of Foligno. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Treatise 2, Chapter 13 of the humility and contempt of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The second companion by whom Jesus, the Son of God, was continually accompanied, whilst he did live upon the earth, was the voluntary and perfect contempt, dejection, ignominy, and shame, which he did choose constantly to endure in this world. For he did live as a base servant, who had been sold and not redeemed, scarce even as a servant either, but rather as one who was reputed evil and wicked, knowing that he was to be mocked with insults, covered with scorn, derided, bound, and scourged, and that finally, without justice and without defender, he was to be led forth, together with thieves and sinners, and with them condemned and slain, dying an ignominious death. Whilst he did live, he did ever rebuke with words and deeds, whosoever desired to do him worldly honor, fleeing from the honor of this world, and enduring shame, the which he did accept willingly, yet never of his own self giving either cause or occasion for it. For almost all persons did persecute the giver of the world. They did deride and mock at him, without reason and without cause. Even from his cradle and swaddling clothes did they begin to persecute him, driving him forth into a barbarous country. And when he was grown to man's estate, they did call him Samaritan and idolater. Some even did assert he was possessed, a glutton, seducer, and a false prophet, saying, Behold the devourer and drinker of wine, who is neither a prophet nor just, who performeth miracles not by the power of God, but casteth out devils through the prince of devils. Others did lead him unto the summit of a mountain, that they might cast him down, others took stones wherewith to stone him. Besides these things, were there divers rumors against him, divers injuries, mockings and calumnies, and evil reports that he did blaspheme. Much sorrow and suffering did they prepare for him both in words and deeds, driving him forth from their habitations, and presently they did basely take him, and bind him, and bring him before divers judges and counsels. Some spat in his face, others did kick him, others put his white robes upon him, others crowned him with thorns, smote him, and, kneeling down before him, mocked at him. Others did smite him upon his head with rods, and veiling his face, they did deride him in all manner of ways. Others beat him with whips, others did gnash their teeth at him, like unto dogs hungering for blood, cursing and rebuking him as a malefactor. Finally he was led naked unto his passion. He was forsaken of all his disciples. One of them had denied him, another had betrayed him, the others were fled, and he remained alone and naked in the midst of the multitude. Seeing how that it was a feast day, the people were all gathered together, and as an evil doer betwixt evil doers, they did raise him on high and did cruelly slay him and as he hung there, dying, weeping, and praying, certain of them did deride and mock at him, saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple! And others reviled him, saying, He saved others, himself he cannot save! Others did cast lots for his raiment, others gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall, 
offering it unto the dying who humbly did implore water wherewith to quench his thirst others did pierce his dead side with a spear and when he was brought down from the cross he lay naked upon the ground lacking even a sepulchre until one came and sought him and took him up and buried him some there were who did speak against him saying we remember what that deceiver said some did conceal the resurrection others denied it and thus in life in death and after death he did receive not save continual scorn and ignominy and baseness and all this did he seek and endure in order that man might attain unto the glory of the resurrection and be exalted unto the supremest glory for this reason was the son of god given unto us for a pattern and an example a teacher and a master that we might learn to despise the glory of this world and not only that we might not seek after it but that we might refuse it even though it were offered unto us for he sought not his own glory but that of the father yea he did even despise and refuse it and he who was descended from heaven did humble himself even unto the feet of his disciples making himself like unto a servant and rendering obedience even unto the death of the cross that death most bitter most despised and most vile alas who is there in these days who loveth such a companion as this fleeing from honour and dignity who chooseth the shame which cometh of poverty of a humble estate of a humble office or other lowly things and who chooseth to be overcome cast down and reviled rather than be commended and praised for the good which he hath or doth or speak or deemed himself to have and who giveth no welcome or good words unto flatterers verily each one goeth his own way and there is not one who doeth this good thing and if there should be any it can only be because he is united in love with christ his head and a true living member of him for seeing how that christ his king his master and his head loveth such company he desireth to love it likewise and there are many who say i do love and desire god and i care not if the world doeth me no honour but i would not that it should put me to shame neither would i that should it cast me to the ground revile me or put me to confusion in the presence of others this is a manifest sign of little faith of little judgment and of great lukewarmness for either he hath truly committed that for which he deserveth to be put to confusion and to suffer pain and shame from the which few can justly excuse themselves or else he hath not committed it if he hath committed any sin manifest or hidden and doth verily repent him thereof he must bear the punishment and not only with patience shall he bear it but with joy of soul and body and this especially for two reasons firstly because that shame confusion and pain which he endureth is pleasing unto god and unto his neighbour according unto the ordination of divine justice and if he hath not committed that evil either in word or in deed then he must bear and endure all confusion shame and pain if god hath permitted it and if he must bear it with a hundred times greater patience and cheerfulness than he would have done in the first case because that pain confusion and shame do but serve to increase the grace and the greater the merit of the grace the greater is likewise the gift and reward of glory without any doubt it is by thus enduring shame and confusion which do come without sin 
that the holy souls and the friends of god do grow in grace and are made perfect in the same manner as poverty and other afflictions sent of god do make perfect those who endure them for christ did love shame and refuse honor in order that he might show unto his friends how they could grow in virtue and in grace for this reason therefore doth this second companion ever accompany us through life and if we would clearly behold the beginning middle and ultimate end of the life of jesus christ the son of god we must be all humility and must live in the world without honor despised and rejected of the world and the lovers thereof end of section fourteen